This is Country in the UK, your country music podcast, 4,000 miles from Nashville. Okay, good evening. Is, it, is this like the fourth week in a row we've actually done it? We're doing well. And not missed a week. <laughs> well done. No, well, what, what we initially said, because like last year we kept missing them, it's like we will do every other week and then it sort of stopped and about three weeks ago it's like we're sort of doing every week again so it's like what's going wrong but this is season two episode six <gasps> episode six episode six you don't know what the challenge is of you need to come up with a sporting number six well not doesn't have to be a sporting we had any number we had, six something relevant for the picture last we week it was Penelope number five. Oh my god, number six. Who has the number six as their sporting thing? <laughs> I don't know. We don't watch sports. Well, any, <laughs> anything relevant to number six? That's your challenge. Okay. I'm guessing. I'm guessing from what you'd sort of said that, and we're going to be going with Bobby Moore though as a six. We'll probably go with Bobby Moore then. If you unless, you have, unless you have a way to raise that massively from the back. Depths of Fulham's random players. <laughs> He's a Fulham random player. But anyway, as you may have worked out, um, we've got some friends with us. Uh, so we've got Lewis Nizzy from Two Ways Home, who kind of hopped on uh, to yes, talk hello, about. Hello, hello. hello, everyone. <laughs> to talk about the fact that you're you're two very very busy people at the minute, even more my, busy than normal. My first question is, who's in charge of the calendar? over the next, like, six months for you guys? I feel like it's definitely me. Hey, <laughs> say it's definitely me. Actually, yeah, you're in charge of the calendar when it comes to, like, filling it in and putting it into the calendar, but I just have all the dates in my head. Okay, yeah. I live and die by my calendar. I can't keep any of that stuff up here. Yeah. That's a lot of trust that he's going to get everything because there's a lot to fit in. <laughs> we are busy. This year is shaping up to be some kind of year. Yeah, be good. You're kicking off this week with new music. We wow. are. We're yes! so happy. On Friday, we've got a new release coming out. Yes, we're really excited about this because we haven't released anything for a while. So this year, we're going to be releasing a few more songs. And this Friday, we're releasing a song called... Signals in the Smoke. There you go. And what is Signals in the Smoke about, dare I ask? Wow. It's about as many hopefully good country <laughs> folk songs are. Uh, it's based in a relationship. Um, it's. I feel like it's about the fire has kind of gone out between two people, but you're still trying to rekindle the love and you're kind of sending the signals and that's why signals in the smoke, because you're kind of like wafting those signals to the other person saying like, we can still rekindle this love. Profound. Yeah. Nice. You, you said you kind of, you're going to be releasing quite a bit more and stuff this year and you haven't been putting things out for a while. You know, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, you, you two play a lot kind of around London. You kind of been doing a roundup for kind of, seems like forever now. Mm -hmm. six, kind of felt like six years, seven years. Yeah. So it, it must sort of be that, you know, you've got a lot of things in the locker that are kind of sort of set there and you've had the opportunity to sort of test, you know, things that really work and the things that you sort of really like and things um, just to kind of be able to, you know, sort of hone in on the real, the good stuff you've got to be the best to be releasing. I guess. Yeah, I also feel like we, about when we first decided, you know, this was a few months back that we are, uh, we were really ready to start releasing some more new music again. I get. I think we both felt like we had stockpiled a load of songs, and we've written loads of songs over the years. Mm. And we started going through them and playing them, and we're like, oh, this song's great. Oh, I love this song. And then we had this weird moment where we realized that even though the songs we felt were great, some of them just didn't feel like us. Yeah. I guess over the years, we've kind of figured out exactly what we like, you know, recording as the two of us, and yeah. we were fighting with a couple of songs, and decided like ah, it shouldn't be this hard to get it to sound good we kind of recorded a few and then thought mm, that doesn't really suit two ways home maybe that's a better song for a 
different act. And then we started writing new songs. Yeah. And I feel like also throughout the pandemic, we kind of learned a lot of new skills. So now actually Lewis is producing all the songs or like we're producing them together and then Lewis is mixing them with all the latest releases with Polaroid Kids and Waiting on Luck. We basically played all the instruments on it. And then this one as well, this new song, we played most of the instruments except for... Yeah, we actually had an exciting collaboration that yeah. uh, came just at the end of the process, actually. We've got... um. Uh, JP, John Parker, is playing double bass on the track. Uh, the song starts out with a bit of double bass. Um, and I had him on a session recording uh, a bunch of stuff for a few different acts. And I you know, played him the song and he said, oh, I really I really want to play on it. Can I just jam over the top? So, so we did. And it sounds awesome. So I'm kind of happy about that. Yeah. So does it make it kind of feel a bit more personal to you, bringing all those things kind of back in house and producing yourself? Does it feel a bit more yeah, personal and honest from your side of it? I think so. And also, I feel like when you do it all yourself, you can kind of work on it as long as it needs. Because yeah. when, you, you, when you're in a studio, obviously you have kind of like a time frame when stuff needs to be done. And then often... Or with some of the releases we've done before, I always felt like, oh, I could have sang these vocals better or did something better, but we just didn't have the time. And now I feel like we have the time to actually like do a vocal four times, five times, whatever, how many times we want. Yeah, until yeah. Until it's correct or like right. Because I think the normal, what what becomes the norm for acts is sometimes when you're recording these songs, you don't necessarily know them that well. We've not always been touring and gigging them for a year sometimes we've written them and then we're figuring them out in the studio yeah and sometimes you get a month down the way and go oh god i could have sung that whole verse differently or with a different feel or something yeah, yeah. so it's allowed us to do that yeah yeah that's that's interesting because like that was something a little bit similar to what like the dead south guys were saying sort of when i spoke to them last year that they they recorded something but in terms of what they recorded when they went to do it live, it's like, okay, this, this isn't how it should be. This doesn't make sense. And you're mm -hmm. sort of kind of saying it's almost kind of this sort of other way around sort of really that, you know, that there's times that when you're, you know, when you're playing live and you sort of go in, it's like, you sort of think it's going to be, you know, this is what we're going to do of it. We can add this here. We can add this here. And where you do have that kind of more element of control to be able to, you know, manage every element when you're sort of producing things yourself. It's, you know, there are sort of times where it's like, yeah, it's, you know, almost overthinking it. Whereas kind of, you know, the way you guys do a lot of stuff live is just very, you know, stripped back and that's how it works. Yeah, I think we've, at the moment, I feel like we're not afraid to have quite different releases to how we perform the songs live as well. Yeah. I, I feel like we're really enjoying playing as a duo live, playing as a trio. Um, we will go back to playing as a as a band live, but um, the studio recordings are very much full band. There's drums, bass, keys, piano, whatever yeah. on there. Lots of production. Uh, but I like the difference. I like that people, you know, listen to the song, stream it or buy it or whatever, listen to it at home. Uh, but then when they come see us live, we play and sing it differently and it's got a different energy about it. I think that's important. To me. Yeah. Yeah. And when people come and see you live next weekend, so obviously the first time you're playing C to C ever. Yes! Oh, oh God. <laughs> that is mad. Cause like someone said that and it's like, no, they, they must've played it. And it's like, it's like, wow. So that's obviously really cool for a start is the fact that you've, deserve this you know for a long time to sort of get it um but for those sets that you're playing there what's that going to be is that just going to be the two of you or you've, have you got kind of as a free piece of it, the band or kind of a mixture between a couple of sets it's gonna be trio so it's us and michael clancy on guitar he really is the third way home he is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then also when we play as a trio lewis has a stomp and there's going to be mandolin, acoustic guitar, then three um, vocals, so three-piece harmonies and stuff like that. So it's going to be fun. I think with a C2C stage, it's always hard to play full band because you only get like 
five minutes to set up. So I feel like yeah. having a drum kit on there is quite risky. And so we're yeah. going to go a bit more stripped back. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll still make a big noise, but yeah. yeah, it feels a bit fraught with danger getting five people and 12 instruments on stage. Uh, so we're yeah. just going to go with three instruments, the three people and <laughs> still four five instruments, instruments, seven instruments, <laughs> I don't know. It was, that was always like the thing when you sort of saw like SJ and like the twins and kind of Nicole and all them trying to get the six of the Morgan Way guys kind of on one of those sort of stages and they're all sort of stood on top of each other. But yeah. yeah, so, but as well, so the roundups kind of going on tour, I guess, is the way to sort of decide yeah. that. More than kind of going it's on tour. It's a full blown it's tour. Of... It's a 12 date UK tour. <laughs> What made you decide to kind of take it away from the crypts and start taking it to the masses all around our wonderful country? Oh, I've wanted to do it for about four, well, just a year before COVID, I was pestering yeah, Izzy true. saying, we need to take it on the road. We've met all these people through, throughout, you know, doing the roundup. Uh, we want to take it to their hometowns and, you know, spread just just spread the roundup around the UK, really. Spread the love. That, you're such a hippie. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so wanted to do it for a while. And finally, now it seems like, fingers crossed, shows are, you know, are, are largely going ahead. We're not worrying with, we're not having the same worries that we were two years ago. No, and also the London date has already sold out, like a month before. So That's great. So right, we've sold 150 <laughs> tickets, which is like great. Yeah. Wow. But I think the thing about taking the round of tours as well, we want to take a little bit of a break after this tour because we've done it for seven years. And we felt like we haven't really like worked on tours home as much yeah. as we wanted to, because obviously doing a gig or an event every month or every two months takes a lot of effort you're trying to book all the acts, then you have to make sure this tickets sell, then you have to make sure people come. So then you're just like wrapped up in this whole trying to be a promoter instead of being a band. So we said, let's take it on tour. Let's get all our favorite people in. Let's do that. And then let's take a little bit of break and focus more on tours home again. Yeah. And I see that there's kind of one one stop that's sort of been sort of announced today, kind of in a way. Um, so you, you're going to be doing the, the roundup at Long Road, which is going to be really really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's It'll right. Be fun. Very excited about that. So that's you two with Paris, Kate, Paris, Hurt, and uh, Matt Hodges. Matt Hodges, yeah, exactly. Oh, so that'll be a lot of fun. Do you, do you know what stage it is that you're going to be doing it on? I think it's Buddy's Bar. Oh, yes. that's that's the new that's, that's the, the new that's the new one. Yeah, so it's like I chilled out. Yeah. So were, were you up there last year? Did I see you up there? Yeah. So we yeah. we came for one day. Yeah, I like I liked it. I thought you know I thought it was a better space than where they had like the honky tonk so basically having the tent kind of inside the stuff just kind of mm -hmm. the way that was sort of hidden away in the woods and things so, so that'd be really cool kind of yeah, to do that nice i remember there's like a little like trail you have to go down to get to that stage so it's like oh yeah. i'm going into the forest to see this <laughs> like weird <Yeah>. ass play <laughs> yeah well ian didn't come up last year um so he didn't get to see that kind of wonderful trail which when you've had a few too many pints to drink that late at night with all the roots and things on the ground uh, i think causes... i had a video call of it about 11 at night one evening uh, it wouldn't have been for me because the like, signal's not good enough to be able to do anything on your phone kind of once you get to that part of there but um it's you know it, it must be sort of great like you know your sort of fact that like you kind of sort of said that now you're focusing more on two ways home rather than it purely sort of being kind of you know the promoter, the kind of booker, kind of all that sort of thing that, you know, you'll get into play the, the two biggest events that we have over here in, you know, country in Americana. Yeah, it's a, it's a great, It was a yeah. surprise, uh, I think. C2C was, was, uh, was a surprise. I'm very glad we got that. Yeah. And the long road, you know. Yeah. You, uh, just so everybody knows, you, you know, I'm sure loads of other acts 
listening to this have had the same thing. You don't always know. And sometimes, you know, you apply for these things and then you find out like qu quite a way down the road. You think, no, oh, yeah. maybe I haven't got it this year. But whereas they might pick the acts early on, they don't always announce them. Don't them. always tell you. Yeah. Did, did you ever kind of worry that Long Road wouldn't take you kind of doing it as a, a roundup style over just being a, just being the two of you? I don't know. I never really did, did, did they did they that. did they pitch that to you? Was that something that sort of came, or was it just the fact that you know you were all booked and it's like, oh yeah, by the way, you you host this round, why don't you do it here? Or was it the kind of idea of you know Balin or somebody over there saying it's like, hey, what do you think about this if you came to play for us? No, actually, like we pitched it to them because yeah. we knew we were gonna go on the tour with the roundup. So we thought yeah. it might be nice to kind of follow through and then also do a few festivals with the roundup. The thing is, with rounds at country festivals, often they already have their like in-house yeah. round. Yeah. So I was very excited when they said, "Yeah, you can do it, and you can choose who you bring." Yeah. So basically the booker over there said to me, we want you to book acts which aren't on the festival already. Yeah. So that was like their kind of thing that they wanted. That, they that's that's, mad, that's mad as well. When you saw, you know, you were sort of talking about how sort of surprised you were for kind of both of them. It's like, when you sort of say that, it's like, you know, Matt's incredible. Like firstly, and obviously, you know, and so is Katie and kind of Paris as well. Uh, and it's like, you know, it's, it's it's wild we sort of think it's like well these these guys aren't on there and things and you know it's people that really should be like yourselves yeah. it's a it's a brilliant round i mean i don't think any of the dates on the roundup have a week act in them no that's true i think it's i'm so excited to play every single show and the the long road is definitely a definitely one of them but i was kind of happy that these acts hadn't been booked yet because i was like yeah. i want to book these guys and let's ask them whether they're playing already but then they were all like, nah, we really want to play. So that was perfect. It all worked out well. I'm sure that was quite an easy phone call then, was it, to the acts of like, do you want to come to Long Road? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, not the hardest one to sell, is it? I thought, you know. True. <laughs> but yeah, well, thanks for hanging with us. Appreciate the time. And um, it's, it's good to kind of catch up and me being relatively sober when I've seen you for <laughs> once. <laughs> And us relatively sober as well. Well, no. Well, to, to be fair, like you, you two are always very well behaved when I see you and things. Yeah, when you see us, maybe. I uh, well, in fact, there's there's one occasion where I know you weren't, but that's another story for another time. But oh no. Um, but anyway, um, cheers to you both. Um, we will catch up over a beer next weekend. Um, so it'll be great, and you know you know best of luck with a tour and hope you know you know london selling out's a great start and hope that sort of keeps going around the rest of all the dates thank you very much lovely to chat to you both this evening lovely thank to chat to you thanks see you next week bye 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 there we go we've done a second guest and it's not and the world's not ended. So, yes, yeah, so two ways home next weekend at C2C, Wayside Stage on the 10th at 2.40, and Icon Stage on the 11th at 11.40. That's be oh. good. Yes, that should be really cool. Um, so, yeah, that's fun. And um, we, we kind of touched on the big piece of news that came out today, I suppose. We have. Um, we've given a, a hint already. <laughs> Well, yeah, we, we we had a we had a minor festival announcement uh, today, which I I actually love the timing of it, uh, the fact that because we're so ingrained into C to C right now, it's all that you know, it's all that we're sort of thinking about because it's kind of like oh, you know, can I get from here to there on Thursday? Can I get from here to there? And it's like all of a sudden, it's like oh my god, it's like I've got no clean socks and these some washing. Like, can I get know, out of coaching a girls' football team on a Saturday morning to get up to watch some music and convince my child it's a good idea that I go watch music instead of drive her around the southeast of England for football as well? So, um, 
obviously we've talked a lot about C2C kind of, you know, the last couple of weeks, but the, the biggest outdoor event that we have, um, which takes place over the August bank holiday, the 25th to the 27th, up at Stamford Hall in Lutterworth, uh, the Long Road, which, um, you know, great festival, great vibe, just so much great going for it. And, you know, Balin and the guys there have really pulled it out of the bag this year in terms of, you know, how well they've booked this festival. And I think that the reactions I've sort of seen on socials and people talking has been so positive, which is really, really good, because normally whenever an announcement gets made, people, like a lot of people just go, oh, why isn't Garth Brooks playing? Why isn't, you know, Dolly Parton playing? Or, you know, why isn't, you know, whoever? And it's like everyone seems to love it. And I think what they've done this year more than any other like time they've created the lineup is how it covers so much. There is something on this bill for everyone. And I really like we were saying before that, you know, it's seen as a country festival, but the, the country Americana balance in terms of, you know, the kind of folk and kind of, you know, diversity in terms of what goes on there is, is so strong through this initial lineup. And it varies across the state. Obviously, we don't know who's on what stage yet, but it's not one of those festivals where Americana's on one stage and the no, big contracts no. on the main stage. That's one of the other bits I like about it. That, you know, we obviously know John Pardy and Blackwood Smoke, uh, um, Rhinestone stage headlines. Yeah, so that, that's really cool because John Pardy's someone that a lot of people have wanted to come over here for a while. Hasn't toured the UK, obviously, you know, huge back catalogue massive artists in the states so it's going to be great for him playing those sort of shows which really appeals to kind of you know the a lot of the kind of you know what you know big country fans like country yeah. in quotes and then kind of on the other side you've got blackberry smoke who you know tour extensively have really dedicated fans you know bring a really big sound i think that similar to last year the fact that you know put in a heavier act like it was with tc3 as kind of one of the headliners, it's great. And it gets different people in because, you know, that might sort of be that their fans might not be John Party fans and John Party's fans might not be big Blackberry Smoke fans. And the fact of the two of them, you know, together as the headliners for that rhinestone for what people are going to want to buy tickets for, I think that's awesome. And then, you know, going down through, we, we, sort, we think there's 47, 48. Well, I mean, I 47 so far that have been announced not bad for a first announcement is it which is a pretty decent first announcement and kind of you sort of look through there's like we say there's a lot for everyone like you know for, for me that some of the ones that massively stand out to neil towns um who's again toured here a lot worked really hard on this uk market fantastic performer i think three or four years running uh canadian country mucus music association yeah female vocalist of the year I, I think was she entertainer of the year as well this year possibly she may have been, well. yeah so obviously massively decorated in canada put out a really cool track uh on friday with another canadian icon actually with brian adams I um, with the hero of canadian music yeah so the thing that wrecks you so tenille's new track that came out on friday with you know absolute legend um so she's going to be kind of playing at long road we're guessing she's probably going to be on the rhinestone stage uh, I, so. I think that's a safe assumption uh kind of through there and then kind of you know keeping sort of going down margot price um another c2c alumni um you know someone that's you know got a big following here um it's really great that she's sort of coming back someone that i really like musically um a band that a lot of people have talk, been talking about when I've sort of been reading since the announcement today, because it's going to be their first UK trip as well, uh, Eli Young Band. I had a realised this was their first. I think that's just one of those. You just kind of assume at some point they must have been over. So, yeah, I think that was one of the ones I was surprised to. That was, it was their first ever UK show. So that's, a, I think, a really good scoop for Long Road there. Yeah. And then you've got... Uh, everyone's favorite guy that's going to be the host at c2c this year breland uh you have got georgia webster who we actually saw yes. on saturday oh, yeah that's all in this week so that was this week as well oh yeah, yeah uh, so georgia webster was over here um opening for kelsey ballerini on her four-day uk tour and i don't think i've heard 
any opening act support act being talked about as positively or kind of as an introduction as people were sort of talking about um about georgia um so i know a, a lot of she won a lot of fans and a lot of people are really pumped that she's coming back so quick as part yeah, no of surprise i think to see her long road. back so quick and i think it will be by the looks of it it's going to be the second visit of many i would have thought yeah and then kind of a couple of other sort of names and things that you know we've sort of been aware of for a while um your mate tim hicks yeah another, another team, last year another member of team canada, uh, canada. As, as as is sasha she um, is who you actually you did a you did kind of was when the so we're doing like live stream sort of phase i guess yeah we spoke with her years back so this is it probably was during lockdown i think we spoke with her so yes yeah, so it'd be really cool to see her because yeah, yeah this will be her first uk appearance so and again she started making waves in nashville over the last probably six to ten months or so i think her name she was on tour uh her and uh our good buddy abby cone um were both opening for maddie and tay on the next room in a country tour that they did last year um so that's great that she's sort of coming over um and again you know an artist that we talked about how there's a lot of reflection on diversity with what they like to sort of put together you know you you've got miko marks you've got uh reese palmer's going to be um hosting by the look of it, kind of her sort of stage again. You've got Chapel Hart, who were due to come to Long Road last year, but kind of progressed quite nicely in America's Got Talent. Uh, so their kind of commitment sort of changed, but it's great they're finally going to be here as well. Um, we've got Kelsey Walden, um, who I saw, it was probably just before the pandemic, maybe about six months or so before the pandemic uh it was a slaughtered lamb when i saw her uh, when she was over in london um but definitely a really really cool sort of art. from the coolest named hometown on earth her hometown she's from a place called monkey's eyebrow nice original which genuinely is where she's from and it kind of mentions her name on the town sign and stuff. So if you kind of if you've not listened to Kelsey, um, you know, and you love your kind of like rootsy Americana stuff, she's definitely someone to kind of check out. She was a, a protege of the late John Prine, who thought very very highly of her and invested kind of a lot of time, and she worked quite a lot with. So definitely someone um, to recommend. Uh, Jackson Dean, who we spoke to last year. Uh, again, a guy that's kind of doing really big things and kind of on the rise in Nashville and kind of the, the two last ones that kind of really sort of stood out for me when I saw it. Um, Jill Andrews, um, who I caught down in your neck of the woods, down in Guildford last yeah, year, yeah. Um, and just really love the way that she tells stories and things. And she's, she's someone that people, if, you know, people are just going to listen to and just like adore what she does. And she's, just such a great human being and things as well a lot of fun and you know it's it's great that it it took her a long time to get here which we sort of if you go back and find that interview where jill had sort of talked about that but you know it's fantastic that she you know that she's coming back and as well one of the other names that I think stood out to a lot of people um is megan maroney um who when we spoke to Todd Cassidy at the back end of last year, uh, Todd's the founder of Song Suffragettes over in Nashville. Um, when we asked him who his picks were for this year, like Megan Maroney was the person that he's like, this girl is going to be huge and amazing. Um, she's got a track called Tennessee Orange, um, which if you kind of don't know the meaning of that relates to... Um, obviously college football in the in the state of Tennessee um and yeah I think that a lot of people have been talking hugely about her and it's amazing that she's coming over kind of early and then obviously not to forget two ways home Paris Ad um Paris Adams Katie Hurt well, I've just seen Harrow, who we caught up with a uh, plaque deer yeah we did in that very nice airstream in a very nice airstream and that's a very good link to kind of talk about another uk festival that we had some news about um 
Black Deer, they announced their initial wave of artists uh, a while back, but I think it was Friday. They kind of gave us a next yeah. little teaser. And I tell you what, like, if you think that long road lineup is special, what Black Deer have now added, like, is for me unreal so we already knew that we were going to be seeing bonnie Wright, lucinda williams allison russell els bailey amethyst kia nathaniel ratliff but then on friday it's like how do we top that and it's like just full on it went up a level and a hold hold my beer um the pretenders are going to be headlining black deer which is amazing you know um Chrissy Hines, you know, one of the most iconic sort of British American sort of, you know, rock bands of seventies and eighties. Yeah. Um, so that's really, really cool. Then you have a guy you can only describe as a legend. Cause I don't think there's another way to kind of term him beyond that. Um, Mr. Steve Earl will be gracing that stage. Um, we're also going to be seeing, Lucas Nelson, The Promise of the Real, which that is incredible. And I think that, to be honest, for me is enough to want to get down to Black Deer, if nothing else from. Um, we're going to be seeing Drake White uh, there, which is great. He played Long Road last year. He's going to be heading down to Black Deer this year. It was obviously great for us to catch up with Drake last year at the festival there and, you know, did a great set. So he's going to be amazing at, at black deer and hopefully someone that's going to attract kind of more kind of like the country based fans that want to try black deer for the first time and things so i know we've talked so heavily and positively um, about there's a, it there's a random one that stood out to me from it all in a band called far from saints that was the next one i was going to come to far that, from saints is that the one project of, I was like, who is this never heard this name stereophonics frontman oh Kelly my Jones. Um, country Americana project. I am. If we get an interview, I'm massively calling shotgun on that one. That Big was time. like, oh god, my teenage years. Stereophonics was by far. Big time. That's fan. that's clearly someone that doesn't read the press releases they get properly when they've been censored. Because I think I've had at least two or three about them. From, I have. <laughs> definitely a highlight. But you're just sort of saving it for it to come. So that's really exciting. I'm just really curious to kind of see kind of how that sort of goes. Um, Kelly, Kelly actually a very interesting kind of person within like bands in the music industry because there's not there's not a huge amount of lead singers that um, play lead guitar um, yeah. and he's one that's you know widely regarded and known for that as one being an incredible singer great songwriter and also plays lead guitar at the same time um which kind of guys don't do too often and the last kind of really big one and kind of this wave of um black deer announcement was amanda shires um who we're going to be seeing next weekend at c2c as well um it's so good i'm a huge fan of her and kind of what she sort of does um you know jason played black deer a couple of years back um, so it's great that kind of she's got her set and, you know, starting to do more solo stuff again over here. It's obviously been heavily associated with the, you know, high woman kind of with, you know, that project with kind of with Marin and, and those other ladies. Um, did you get your Marin ticket on that? Oh, set? Fantastic. Go that was like, a, that was a seamless way to remind me about something. I can inquire. I, yeah, so it looks like, yeah, ticket sales look like they're going quite well for that one. Happy but days. Yeah, so Black, so Black Deer is the weekend of the 16th to 18th of June. Um, and hopefully we'll be sort of heading our way sort of down there as well. So it's going to be a busy, busy summer shaping up. So, you know, we've, we've talked about Long Road. We've talked about um, Black Deer. Um, we'll kind of come back around to you know talk about our the fun part of how we sort of previously to see in the last sort of bit um but before we kind of come on to that um i don't think we've had any more tour announcements or show no. announcements so that's good oh, so, right. um so that means we've kind of like take that off but we sort of mentioned that Sunil had a collaboration with brian adams uh the thing that wrecks you came out uh on friday um a couple of other really kind of cool and interesting releases um 
Dirks Bentley, his record came out that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Gravel and Gold, which Dirks produced. That dropped on Friday. Um, had a new banger, as she always does, from Cassie Ashton, um, called Drive You Out Out of Your Mind. I'm on, out of my mind, even. Um, so that's really worth checking out. And then as well, um, we, we've got a couple of really exciting album releases kind of very close on the horizon with more people sort of dripping tracks out in reference towards that. Um, Ingrid Andres released Treated Me Good. She's got a deluxe version of Good Person coming on Friday. Um, Caitlin Smith put out The Great Pretender, which is off um, High and Low, coming on April the 14th. Um, a really interesting project for uh, Luke Laird, Laurie McKenna and Barry Dean um, called The Songwriter Tapes, which is also coming on Friday. They put out another track kind of getting ready towards that called Diamond Rings and Old Barstools. And then there was a really big album announcement with the lead track released on Friday as well. There was. Well, there's two pretty quite big album releases announced on Friday. So first up, should we start with Kit Moore, shall we? That was the one I was leading. I'm assuming that was the one you were on about. So yeah, Kit Moore has announced his fifth studio album. Uh, feels like he's done more though. Mm. No, it's just one of those. It feels like he's done more than five albums. I know he's had a couple of EPs and acoustic things thrown in there. Um, so yeah, so Damn Love uh, will be out April 28th. And yeah, the title track is out now. I might have start, had a bit of a pre-listen to the album and it's good. Cheeky. Not going to lie. So yeah, it is a 13, 13 sort of track project. Um, Kip's got uh, writing credit, I think, on every song. No, all but one. Literally, the only one he hasn't, just looking now, is on the title track. Um, Jaron, Jaron Johnston's. Appears on quite a few of them. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, is Jaron a co producer on some of the songs? He is, yes. He's co producer and he's on how many? One, two, three, four, yeah, four, five of the tracks. Um, there's a track that features Ashley McBride in there. So, yeah, and there's gonna be, I say, I think plenty to look forward to. Obviously, he is headed this way as well this year i know you're heading to birmingham i am heading to birmingham. i haven't got the dates in front of me have you got the dates handy uh no i'll try and find it is those in, i want to say it's in june, may june yes yeah, so he's gonna be playing the highway festival um at royal albert hall royal albert hall which are we gonna Kelsey Ballerini kind of dropped a bit of a hint about playing the Albert Hall next year. So it does sound like yes that they have. Can we think this... Highway Festival is going to be more than a one-year festival? We don't know. It could possibly be. It could. You know, a lot of people played RH kind of outright and things. But yeah, during during Kelsey's show, kind of yeah, she you know sort of talked. There was a lot of things that she sort of said on stage, um, and kind of sort of talked about. Obviously, her personal life is getting talked about by a lot of people but kind of as well she kind of mentioned while she was coming out for her like encore that her her manager had told her that she they booked Royal Albert Hall for next year and she came out and enlightened everyone and told us all about it which got everyone sort of really excited um so that was cool yeah so Kitmore will be May so 19th May in Birmingham 20th at the Albert Hall 21st in Leeds god why did Leeds have no good gigs when I was at university there I think the best gig Leeds had when I was there for three years was Coolio. That was it. And your people, people, people just thought that Leeds was too much for Gangster's Paradise, clearly. It really was. Um the one um the one other track that I kind of like that came out on Friday, um, kind of getting ready towards um another record towards the end of next month, because we're still in February. Um March 24th, we're getting a new Luke Combs record. Um, 18 tracks. Um, hasn't announced what it's called yet, kind of publicly and things. Um, but quite a, quite a different sort of song for Luke that came out. Um, a song called Joe, 
um and i just thought it was really interesting just like what luke had sort of put when he released it he, he did a post on instagram where about this song called called joe that came out where he said there have been some folks in my family that have struggled with alcoholism and addiction through the years i've got buddies who live a sober lifestyle and i'm sure you'll know someone who has struggled with these types of things or maybe you yourself do this song joe is really important to me for that reason our genre has so many songs about drinking and partying hell i'm probably one of the worst culprits of it there's nothing wrong with that i don't think but sometimes i wonder what someone in the crowd who doesn't drink or struggles with addiction is thinking or feeling when there's thousands of people around them screaming beer never broke my heart or one too many I've always wanted a song for those people to have for themselves, to have a song they can sing at the top of their lungs and feel like they're not forgotten. When Eric Dillon sent me the work tape of this a few years back, I knew I wanted to be a part of it. So if you're reading this and this song speaks to you, I hope you love it. This one's for you. Um, which I just thought was really, love you know, that. really, really cool and stuff. And again, you know, a guy like, you know, like kind of Luke sort of said in that, you know, in that post that, he, he has a lot of drinking songs, but not everyone in the modern era does drink and things. I think you say it's cool for, you know, people to have their song that, you know, they might not have had before. So. Yeah, so elsewhere, um, Justin Moore announced a new album called Stray Dog. We'll be out May 5th. So obviously his song, You, Me and the Whiskey. Okay, with Priscilla Block and Riley Green's currently obviously doing the rounds, but he also released a new track, Straight Dogs, on Friday. And the other one I liked was um, Connor Smith, a name that keeps popping up every now and then. Yeah. Uh, released quite a cool track called Creek Will Rise, which is a bit of a bit of a catchy one, which I quite like to, yeah, round off the new music that came out. Yeah. And Brantley Gilbert's doing a deluxe version and he's going on tour with Nickelback as well. As you do. Why not? As you do. Um, obviously, we're going to be quite busy with C2C-based stuff next week, so we're not going to be kind of podding next week. But um, on Friday, a um, couple of sort of interesting things that are going to kind of be dropping if you sort of hear this before then. Um, Tyler Braden, he's got his new EP called Neon Grave that's coming out on Friday. Uh, Tyler's obviously going to be playing as part of the Institute in Nashville round at C2C, starting in London on, on the Friday, uh, and then show, the same in Dublin and Glasgow. Um, our buddy Candy Carpenter has got a new track out ahead of their new album that's kind of not too far off on the way, um, a song called Novels About Vampires, um, which if you've seen candy or know much about candy you'll know how massively on brand it is for them uh and it's really cool and if you were at long road last year you quite possibly heard that being performed on stage um and then i guess the big one that comes on friday that people have been waiting for and talking about for a long time it's that. not it's not just a big record in terms of it's a big record but in terms of the amount of tracks on it it's a really big record it's 36 songs long and uh, are you writing the review for that one then um well i don't know I'm, I'm not sure i'm not sure whether morgan wallen's more you know what you'd want to be writing about and stuff but um it's going to be what everyone's going to be talking about it's dropping on friday um uh, say 36 tracks I, I like the whole long albums thing um it's something that i've talked about in couple of the interviews kind of with people this week actually uh, about people and last week about people that are releasing long records it's not the whole you have to fit between 10 and 12 songs or whatever days of old um so yeah so anyway so i would say uh it's a big one 36 tracks from morgan right. coming yes. on friday so that's that and yeah we're we're getting ready for you know the craziness and the madness that comes well not this weekend but next weekend uh, very quick again a lot of stuff kind of coming up um we have 
still got things on the way we're before the festival um we've got a chat with mitchell tempany we've got a chat with ashley cook hannah ellis mackenzie porter they're all kind of going to be kind of online for you before the festival we're going to be chatting with tyler braden we're going to be chatting with madeline edwards we're going to be chatting with lv shane we're going to be chatting with loads of other people over the course of the event and stuff so kind of really get to watch any music we might possibly get of <laughs> music which is really really good because obviously you know the the fact that you know some people are, are just turning up to cc and they're just going for the arena they're going to see thomas Rhett. they're going to see lady a or zach brown or, or laney or midland or the kind of guys in there but there is so much more to the festival the last thing we obviously need to get to is is the highlight of any C to C preview, and, and we like to do things a little bit differently. If you've listened to kind of a chat crap and all the sort of stuff like we do before, um, we both love sport, particularly uh, NFL. And if you sort of listen to kind of when we speak to artists or read what we've sort of said, we always, you know, a lot of those guys in the states are so big on it. So to kind of stay down that road, the way we like to give you some tips of who we we think you should check out at country to country uh, if you're coming to london is by doing sort of like a mock draft as such to kind of go through seven rounds because that's how many drafts the nfl does each year to sort of pick artists alternatively um that will not be on the main stage so people that are kind of you know they've got a daytime slot so if you turn up during a day, so people you might want to see kind of there, I, there might be a couple of technicalities that kind of come in. Um, but all of these people will either be playing on the BBC Radio 2 stage, the Town Square stage, the big entrance stage, the saloon, the wayside or the icon stage. And some of them could well be playing the spotlight stage as well. But they've all got their slots during the day. So I went first last year and that first pick kind of, didn't quite go to plan uh so hopefully fingers crossed um we don't kind of have a repeat where we have to kind of like change back on ourselves again uh but i'll give you the honor do i get to do it last year okay i'll take number one with the the kyla murray pick i'll go for number one overall okay my number one overall he's nearly played c to c in 2020 He's, well, he, he effectively did play C2C in 2020, but just not in this country. Just not in this country. Played last year, didn't he, as well? Was supposed to play last year, but had a... Because he was going to be our number one pick last year. So good continuity. There you go, you see. So, unfortunately, he was put on, he was put on injury reserve for a season. So he's come back. Okay, so my number one overall pick... I have, a, I have a strange reason for this one being my number one overall pick as well. A, a I really like him, really like the music. But he, a while back, he uh, did a little thing of like, oh, send in like summer holiday pictures for a music video. In the music video, there is um, my daughter on her little bodyboard in the music video. So my number one overall pick to see at sea to see this year is Willie Jones, okay, who I absolutely love. I first saw him back in 2019. Country Music Week. If you haven't seen it before, it is something just totally unreal. Um, he'll be playing Saturday afternoon in the saloon at 2 30. Be sure to get down for that one. Sunday, bright and early start. Jamie will probably be hungover, but 11 20 on the BBC Radio 2 stage before finally 10 past three in the new Barrel House stage which is going to be in the town square. That's it. Number one. So how, how, how do I compete with one of the coolest guys on the planet? Well, the way you compete with that is, for me, I think they're one of the best, if not the best band that I'm most looking forward to seeing this entire festival, main stages included. And also we've had some news about this band during the week, because if you're going to be seeing Luke Combs, later in the year on his UK tour, they're going to be opening for Luke, um, which is kind of a real big sort of testament to how good these guys are. Um, 
they put out an amazing record last year, Fortune Favors the Bold, which we kind of reviewed and kind of I put in my top records of the year uh, when we were going through. Uh, we did a really cool interview with Isaac Gibson, who's the lead singer of this band. Everyone that sees them, they just blow people away like massively. They're going to be fun. They're going to be loud and you're going to absolutely adore and know why we are so hyped about 49 Winchester. Do you, need some and, times? Do you want the stage times? I've got them. Oh, you, oh look at you. You're organised. So 49 win. You can catch at 2.30 on Saturday in the town square. They'll also be playing the saloon late night on Saturday after the main arena. If you want to go and see there and don't have an official after party ticket. And they're also going to be playing the BBC Radio 2 stage on Sunday at 3.30. I've got an easy pick for my number two. Okay, go for it. A very easy pick because I literally got off a Zoom call to her. 20 minutes ago. Nice, easy pick, this one. Um, so, yeah, my second overall pick, I'm going to give a clue to a late one. My first Canadian, going to be honest. There might be more than one Canadian. Shock horror. Shock horror. Mackenzie Porter. Okay, so, yeah, just got off a Zoom. So, we'll have that interview live uh, in a couple of days. But, yeah, she is heading over. Uh, she lands Thursday. She'll be heading over to play in London on Friday. You can catch her on the Radio 2 stage at 4 o'clock. And this is our first artist who will also be playing on the Spotlight stage in a whirlwind 10-minute set. And she has said there may be a new song included in that as well. Nice. There you go. A bit of a scoop insider there for you. Nice. There's a lot of, like, mirror things about my number two pick as well, because we've also got an interview with this person coming very soon. It'll be the second time that we've spoke to them. Um, she is also going to be playing the BBC Radio 2 stage on Friday, but she's going to be playing at 2.20. She's also going to be playing the Spotlight stage on Friday night um, in the main arena. Like Mackenzie, she'll also be appearing in Glasgow on their spotlight stage up there as well. And then on Friday night, she will be playing the official after party, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun because uh, she's just she's just hilarious is the first thing. She's a great songwriter. She's just got a really fun personality. Uh, and yeah, I'm absolutely thrilled about her that kind of getting to come over. She's just had a huge hit that's had massive success where she's kind of been working with Brett Young. Um, if you are not familiar with Ashley Cook, um, you certainly will be by the end of this festival. Um, you know, I think, I think that's a solid set of number twos. So I've got a loophole with my round three, for, with my round three pick because he does play the main stage on Friday night, but technically he's like presenting. So I'm kind of passing. He's presenting. Okay, we're going to focus on the presenting side of it. But he is also playing an after party on Saturday night um, in the Indigo and does have a spotlight, a festival stage slot on Sunday. So get used to seeing Breelings. It looks like he's going to be around a lot over the weekend. He is absolutely incredible live. The after show slot he's doing is a Breland and Friends one, which if you haven't seen before, is brilliant. We headed to one um, towards the back end of last year. And I still a think it's the coolest cape I've ever seen. It was a big blue cape with a bus on the top <laughs> at the garage. Um, so, yeah, Breland and Friends, that'll be a lot of fun on the, fri on the Friday night and you're going to, or Saturday night. And you, if you're going in the main arena, you're going to see plenty of him as he's uh, going to be um, guests at what? Well, guest MC, I suppose, uh, along with Uncle Bob. Uh, so that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a fun duo to watch. Um, nice. But yeah, so like Ian said, he's also got one set upstairs at the saloon, which I think if you want to get there, you're probably gonna need to be there most of the day because I think that is <laughs> absolutely packed. Yeah, that is one thirty. So he's playing one thirty to two thirty. So definitely get in there early. Well, it's almost as if I'm mirroring you by picking somebody that's also going to be on the main stage. But this person will be on the main stage in Dublin as well and in Glasgow and also appearing on their own rather than a member of the band that they play with uh, other times as well. You can catch her on Sunday afternoon at 2.40 on the BBC Radio 2 stage in Indigo. We got a really cool audio interview that we put out with her a couple of weeks ago. She's one of the most 
incredibly talented musicians, instrumentalists with just just this like angelic voice uh, and kind of does a lot of really cool things that are a lot of fun. She's worked extensively with Zach Brown, who she's now a part of that band with Zach and the boys. She's worked with Ryan Tedder. She's a good friend with Jimmy Buffett, with Lucas Nelson. Like, you know, she has got probably the coolest phone book in country and just music let's say uh and she's also a really really cool human being and she's a badass performer and if you didn't catch her in 2019 when you lost her you definitely do not want to miss her on sunday afternoon uh the wonderful caroline jones will be playing her own set there uh and then later on on sunday night she'll also be on the main stage as she is part of zach brown band like i said so this was the easy one to work out which day she was going to be playing on a festival (laughs) stage wasn't it that was the thing. I did actually hear somebody when I was going to Sneal Art, someone was saying, I really want to see Caroline Jones, but I'm only there on Saturday. And it's like, I don't think you're going to see her on Saturday. It was before the kind of lineup got announced. Um, but yeah, so she's obviously going to be in Glasgow and Dublin. She's doing a Glasgow, they've got like a daytime thing as well. And I think that that I think that's ticketed, but I'm pretty sure that Caroline's doing something up there. Um, I haven't looked at the full details because we're not Glasgow bound. Um, but really excited to kind of see her because I'd say four years since I last saw her. We've spoken to her quite a few times kind of through the mediums of Zoom and kind of email and kind of phone calls while she's been in America, New Zealand, kind of wherever. But yeah, CJ, I'm pumped that she's back. Okay, we're heading now into the Dak Prescott round. The big one. Round four. And I'm going to bring you a a free stage artist. Obviously, as ever, there are three stages where you do not need any kind of ticket so people can be out doing their saturday sunday afternoon shopping and suddenly come across a full-blown country band singing their hearts out and people sing along and wondering what on earth is going on so this uh, artist will be playing the big entrance so right as you come in to the venue on saturday lunchtime you will see tyler booth playing he will also be playing pretty much straight after this is going to be a good sprint between stages for him because he's got a 12.20 on the big entrance and a one o'clock on the wayside. So I hope their sound check is ready. And then Sunday, he will also be in the saloon. Nice. Okay, well, I, I'm also going to match that once again with another artist you can see if you don't have a ticket. I just feel like you're talking me now. Almost to an extent, but Sunday afternoon uh, on the Icon stage at 12.20, and if you do have a ticket on a Saturday uh, they're going to be playing the saloon at 12.30. They are two sisters from North Dakota, Krista and Kendra. They have just put their first single to country radio and it's very quickly getting traction. The stream numbers are great already. It's one of those songs that if you're on TikTok, you've probably heard and things and seen people do stuff. They are incredible. They have been working really, really hard since they moved to Nashville. If you've been kind of down there, you possibly will have seen them playing at Dirk Bentley's Whiskey Row. Um, kind of down on Broadway and things in the past. They're a, a duo that a lot of people in Nashville that I've heard talking about for a long time. They're signed to Monument Records and things, and it's really, really, really great because I'm so excited they're finally coming over here. Tiger Lily Gold, um, a really, really cool duo. I'm assuming it's probably going to be acoustic with the two of them, but if you kind of catch clips of what they've done, they're currently on radio tour like most of the other guys and stuff. There's a lot of energy with the two of them, with how they play, uh, with just one guitar and things, and I'm, I'm really excited to see them. So next up, I'm going to bring you a Grammy winner. Yeah, there's a Grammy winner on the festival stages. So um, Amanda Shires is going to be playing actually kind of across a bit of everything so she's got the bluebird cafe sessions long since sold out so if you've got um a ticket to one of those which is is it still in the o2 blue room i believe so isn't it yeah so o2 blue room so saturday morning 10 to 11 if you're lucky enough to have a ticket for that one amanda Mm -hmm. shall be in there but do not worry because she'll be back on sunday with a bbc radio two stage slot at one o'clock and will finish out Sunday evening in the main arena as well on the spotlight stage at 8.30. Nice. Okay, so my pick five, uh, this is a guy that I spoke to last week or the week before? 
I don't know, what is this concept of time right now? Um, it was a really, really cool hang that I had with this guy. He's going to be playing the official after show party on Friday, along with Ashley Cooks. You get a two for one deal, and it is a really, really good two for one deal that you'll get in here. He's also going to be playing at 1.30 on Friday in the uh, Radio 2 stage at the Indigo. He's going to be playing upstairs in the saloon or bar one on Friday at three o'clock. He is also going to be playing Town Square on Saturday at 3.50. And I think they're the only times he's playing unless I've missed one. But anyway, you do not want to miss any of those opportunities. He's one of the coolest guys I think I've ever spoken to. His voice, oh my God, it's like it's unreal. Uh, you're going to hear like the way he does songs. He's just put a track out with Tennille Towns recently. Uh, he's got, you know, amazing kind of like stats and reputation and things going forward. San Francisco 49ers fan, which you'll pick up from the interview if you go back and hear it. Um, I think he's going to be he's going to be everyone's new best friend uh, come the end of it. One, because he's just such a cool guy. And secondly, like I say, that that voice is unreal. So make sure you do not miss the opportunity to catch our good buddy Nate Smith over the weekend as my number five pick. Okay, that means we're into the Tom Brady round. Six. Round six. So, again, I'm going to start it off with another artist that you can kind of catch a little bit of everywhere. She's someone that we've stayed in close contact with over the years. Seen her at various events. She's been at Buckland Boots. She's done sets around London. Um, is mostly based over this way as well. So, yeah, my round six pick is um, Alyssa Bonagura, and she will be Friday afternoon in Town Square. Saturday, kind of late morning lunchtime on the wayside, which is one of the free stages. So that used to be the garden stage last year, kind of tucked around amongst the bars and restaurants. And Saturday, you can also see her in the Bluebird Cafe. Again, I think that one is sold out. So she'll be with Drake Milligan and Katie Offerman there. But she'll be back on Sunday for another free set at the big entrance stage at a very good time of one o'clock. I think that's a good, almost prime time slot, I feel like, for the big entrance stage on a Sunday. It is a great slot. Similar to 3.40 on, on a Saturday on the big entrance stage. Just as you're getting to, ready to go in the arena. Which is, as I said to her when I spoke to her earlier this week, uh, I think it's probably as good a slot as you can get to be playing because that stage is the first thing that everyone sees and what people are drawn to and things but it's not the only time you're going to be able to catch this wonderful uh, lady she's going to be playing twice on friday on the icon stage at two o'clock and in the wayside stage at 3 20. she's also going to be playing the bluebird uh, cafe uh, alongside uh, randall king and jeff cohen who, as we always know, whenever we bring up Jeff Cohen, we have to bring up the most incredible facts about Jeff Cohen and that through all of his wonderful writing credits, he also wrote the theme tune to Paw Patrol. Which, well, when I spoke to Hannah Ellis, she was laughing so much, thought that was amazing. Her nieces and nephews would love the fact that their aunt was getting to play with the man that wrote the Paw Patrol song. I just feel but, like we're kind of not doing him any favours because each person we tell is just going to want him to play it. And they're that's exactly, like, right, that's exactly what to play it was. But anyway, um, Hannah Ellis, she's just such a like a really positive person, absolute kind of like just cradle of joy. Um, really, really looking forward to kind of seeing her. She's going to be playing acoustic with her guitarist as well. She sort of said she's still going to be bringing it. She's going to be running around, kind of doing all sort of things while she's playing. Got some absolute bangers and stuff that you're going to be able to kind of hear in her set. Uh, a song called Country Can, uh, another song called Us, which is the first song that I kind of got to know about her. And um, I'm really excited to kind of see her. And also we've got an interview coming with her over the next couple of days as well. So definitely check her out too. Okay, it's the final round. Julian Edelman round. There's not many. You're, you're, saving, round, you're saving your best till last. I'm saving probably my most obvious one till last, shall we say. So if you are particularly maybe heading up Saturday morning for the Bluebird Cafe set, finishes about 11. So make sure you head straight on round to the icon stage because this 
good Canadian friend of mine that I've known for several years. I made Jamie stay late at Buckland Boots on a Sunday night, despite having work on the Monday morning to make sure we caught all of his set. I was like, I'm not leaving early. We did go uh, to Tim Hortons, though, on the way back to make it even more Canadian kind of themed. Um, already arranging drinks the week after and probably a trip up to Edmonton while I'm in Calgary in a month's time to sort of catch up with him as well. So, yeah, Dan Davidson making his C2C debut. In fact, it's his London debut as well. He's never played in the city before. So he's only been here once before for Buckland Boots. But he'll be playing at the Icon stage at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. So I said, be sure to head around for that one. The Wayside stage, also at 11 o'clock. And just to really tip it off, free sets. Don't need a ticket for any of them because he's back on the Icon stage just as you're heading round to the main arena on Sunday evening at 3.40. Over to well, you. Finish it yeah. up. Well, we, we end with the last... I think it's not really right to sort of kind of refer to them as like Mrs. Irrelevant kind of in this way, like in the way the NFL does with the last pick. But um, none of these are irrelevant, I promise. Well, this, this person well and truly isn't. And if you were at Long Road last year, you may have caught her set on the front porch where she was playing during uh, Rissy Palmer's uh, Colony Country Takeover. It's going to be her first time kind of playing at C2C. Very, very excited. She put out a brilliant record last year called Crash Landed, um, which if you haven't checked out, I definitely think you should do. Uh, from what I've sort of seen through kind of socials and other interviews and stuff that she's done, she seems a really, really cool person. She's got an amazing voice, and I'm really looking forward to being able to catch up with her next week and stuff as well. But more importantly, um, Saturday afternoon, 1 o'clock, pretty prime slot on the BBC Radio 2 stage in the Indigo, you'll be able to find the wonderful Madeleine Edwards, who will also be appearing uh, on the uh, Spotlight stage inside the main arena and closing out the festival on Sunday night where she will be playing upstairs in the saloon in all bar one. So there you go. That that is definitely not an irrelevant kind of thing in the draft sort of terms. But then, like, Brock Purdy was... Mr. Irrelevant though, wasn't he? So that's a better way to kind of term it that she's like the, you know, the Brock Purdy of the kind of draft. So, you know, those Niners fans would really dig that. But, you know, don't forget people like Kurt Warner went undrafted. So there's still plenty Anthony of like... And Tony Romo. And Tony Romo. So there's still obviously plenty of big names. I say we're limited to just um, 14 and we've kind of gone for, say, ones that, yeah, we tried to get a mix there for people with tickets, without tickets. And obviously, I think the most important one of that was trying to get a mix of the free days as well, because obviously we appreciate not everyone is there for the whole weekend. I think I think we actually did pretty well across that. And we were kind of quite concise in terms of doing it and kind of like not like not as if we kind of had an idea where each other was going to go. So that we'd sort of pre-drafted before kind of we had like a take two. But anyway, um, so, yeah, we're really looking forward to see to see. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, thanks, Lewis and Izzy, for joining the podcast with us today. Uh, we talked through the Black Deer lineup announcement. We talked about those massive names and things, including John Party making his first UK trip for Long Road. We talked about new music that's coming uh, this week from Morgan Wallen. We talked about new music coming this week from Candy Carpenter, along with all of last week's new releases, uh, including from Caitlin Smith, Kit, Kit Moore in the run-up to that epic new album, the new Luke Combs track as well. And then we did our own magical way of giving you some C2C recommendations. And that closes out part three of the Bobby Moore episode. It does indeed. End podcast. This is Country in the UK, your country music podcast, 4,000 miles from Nashville.